0: Come tonight, and I believe that there is a word from the Lord for somebody in this place here tonight. Did you come ready to receive? Amen. A word from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Open up your mind, open up your spirit, and let God speak something into your heart tonight. Let's clap our hands. Why don't we stand to our feet and clap our hands and thank the Lord as Brother Cosme comes to deliver the word of
1: God tonight? God bless you. Let's lift our hands all across the house. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Whatever you need, you can find it if you call on the name of Jesus. Every sickness, every disease has to answer to the name of Jesus. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it tonight. The spirit of the Lord is in this place. Whatever's coming against you is not just coming against you, but it's coming against the God that defends stands by you and fights your battles. In the Bible, there was a man, Jehoshaphat, that was worried about an enemy that was coming out against him. But a prophet stood up and said, don't worry, this battle's not yours. It belongs to the Lord. I got a message for somebody. The financial problem's not your battle. It belongs to the Lord. Your marriage problem belongs to the Lord. It in the hands of God and let God have His way. Amen. Good to be in church tonight with all of you. Don't plan on preaching a long time. I had to put my font size up a few times just to get it to fit one page here in my notes. We're going to read Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Good to be in church with all of you. Give honor to Pastor Bradford. Give honor to this church. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Some of you probably could quote it. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince. Of peace, Amen, tonight I'm going to title my message, The God of Miracles. The God of Miracles. If you would, let's lift our hands to the Lord and let's call upon the God of Miracles. If you need a miracle in your life, if you need a move of God in your life, you need God to touch you, you need a breakthrough in your spirit, you need a breakthrough in your life, we're calling on the God of Miracles. Oh, come on, let's lift up our voices and let's begin to praise the Lord for the work that He's already doing right now. He's going before us. In Jesus' name, we claim it. God bless you. you may be seated. We're going to focus tonight on where Isaiah says, His name shall be called wonderful. Looking into what this meant in that modern vernacular of the Old Testament Hebrew language. First of all, it means full of wonder. Not very bright, not very exciting, but full of wonder. So I wanted to know, okay, what does wonder mean? The word wonder in this verse is defined as something that is miraculous. Something that is too high to reach, something that's too hard to overcome, or something that is simply impossible. And the first thing that the prophet wrote about the soon coming King Jesus Christ was that his name shall be called Wonderful. There's nothing too high, there's nothing too hard, there's nothing impossible for Jesus Christ. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. If you've come into this place with cancer, Jesus can heal you completely. If you come into this place with mental illness, anxiety, and depression, He can set you free. If you come into this place broken down and ready to give up on life, He can give you new hope. Come on, somebody, let's give God praise. His name shall be called wonderful counselor not only is he wonderful but he's the counselor he's the one that gives direction he's the one that can give you a word for your life not only is he the counselor but he's the mighty god in isaiah chapter 43 verse 11 i even i am the lord and beside me there is no savior luke chapter 2 verse 11 for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior which is Christ the Lord. Jesus is more than just a man, more than just a teacher, more than just a prophet. He's the almighty. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to give him some almighty praise. He's the king of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. Oh, Revelations 1 and 8, he said, I'm the first, and I'm the last. I'm he which is, and which was, and which is to come, the almighty. Jesus is the mighty God. But not only is he the mighty God, he's the everlasting father. Psalms 27 and 10: When my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. If you're broken and you're hurting and you're going through grief, we have a Father that'll wrap his arms of love all around you and comfort you. He's the everlasting Father. Is there anything else there tonight? Yes, there is. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace anxiety, fear. He's the Prince of Peace. Suicidal thoughts, he's the Prince of Peace. All of hell that comes against you in the midnight hour, he's the Prince of Peace. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. wonder right now we can lift our hands. Thank the Lord for who he is. Do you need him to be your counselor tonight? Do you need him to be your mighty God? Do you need him to be your everlasting Father? Prayer still works and Jesus still meets the needs of his people. Prayer still works and Jesus still meets the needs of his people. Do you need salvation tonight? Mark 10 and 26. They were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Jesus looking upon them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. With God all things are possible. He's the Savior tonight. If you need salvation, He is in this house. The musicians can come. I'm almost finished. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. The God of miracles. Says the same day as the evening was come, he said to them, let us pass over unto the other side. We're going somewhere, boys. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the seas obey him? There was a problem with their faith. Jesus looked at them and said, oh, ye of little faith. But you know what? I'm realizing that Jesus had already told them what was going to happen. Jesus had already told them from the beginning, we're going to the other side. There was a word of promise that you're going to get through this and you're going to the other side. Some of you are in the middle of a struggle, a battle. I just want you to know that Jesus promised that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's going to carry you all the way through to the other side. But you know what happened, the storm that came against them, they thought that that storm must have been greater than Jesus, because when Jesus is in my boat, there's no storms that are supposed to come against me. Jesus didn't want, Jesus didn't want them to trust in their fisherman abilities. He didn't want them to trust in what they thought. He wanted them to trust in Him. The greater message is not that Jesus doesn't rebuke all the storms so that they never show up, but that you learn how to trust Jesus even when there's a storm right in front of you. Because in the middle of the storm, they forgot about the word of promise. The storm became so great that they forgot about the promise. And today I want you to not focus on the size of your problems, but I want you to start focusing on the size of your promise. Start focusing on a great God and Savior that said He'd be with you to the very end. Jesus didn't say, we'll do our best to get to the other side. Jesus didn't say, I hope we get to the other side. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. You're in the middle of a health battle, you're in the middle of a divorce, you're in the middle of a struggle, you're in the middle of a bad situation. Jesus says, you're not just going to try to get to the other side, but I'm taking you all the way through this, and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. There's a story, a lot of you probably heard it, but it's a footsteps in the sand story, that there was a man walking with the Lord and there was two sets of footprints going across the sand. And after a while, he looks back and somewhere along that journey, there was only one set of footprints. And he said, Jesus, why did you leave me in that season? He said, I never left you. Those were the seasons when you were too weak to walk on your own. And I lifted you up and carried you. Those were my footprints carrying you through that season. Today, Jesus has not left you. His hand is still on your life. And he'll carry you through because the word of God cannot fail. It will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. Jesus always keeps his promises. As we all stand just because something comes into our life doesn't mean that Jesus has left the scene we've got to hold on to the word church hold on to the promise church lastly tonight Mark chapter 3 brother CJ if you could come help me Mark chapter 3 verse 1 through 5 and Jesus entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he saith unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. Verse 5. And when they had looked around the room on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored like unto the other. Jesus stepped into an impossible situation, something that somebody carried around for many, many years. This crippled man may have thought, why don't you just heal my hand first, and then I'll stretch it out. That'd be a lot easier, because what you're asking me to do right now, Jesus, it's kind of impossible. I remember one time there was somebody towards the back of the church when I was growing up. They're not here now. And I went back and I invited them. Why don't you come to the altar? They said, I can feel the Holy Ghost right where I am. I don't need to go down there to the altar. But you know that there's something powerful about stepping out of where you are right now and coming down to the front to say, I need help and I don't care who knows about it. I need a touch of God and I'm not ashamed to admit it. This man could have thought, why don't you heal me first? Then I'll stretch it out. I'll stay in my seat. And God, why don't you send the Holy Ghost to the back row tonight? Jesus commanded the man with the withered hand to do something that he thought was impossible. But as the man put forth the effort, Jesus did the rest. Jesus never commands us without empowering us to meet the commands. Lastly tonight, this is it. Jesus, you read, did not say stretch forth your withered hand. He said stretch forth your hand. And as that man looked, he had a good hand and he had a withered hand. He had a hand that he wasn't ashamed of and he had another hand he, he really was embarrassed by and he carried it all of his life. Not able to function, not able to do everything he wanted to do because of a disability he said to him was to stretch out his hand it was up to that man which hand he was going to extend toward the master am I going to show Jesus the hand where there's nothing wrong with it and I don't have any problems with it what are you talking about Jesus or am I going to be honest and transparent and say Jesus I know which hand you're talking about I know the brokenness you're talking about I know the disability you're talking about brother CJ would you take my jacket off tonight Tonight, you didn't realize that I came through the parking lot, greeted several people, shook hands with people, was meeting greet. I shook Bishop Frost's hand, Pastor Bradford's hand, the ministry's hand, several of your hands. But did you know that I was covering some things up under the surface of what you could see? Did you know that I was covering up some trauma? Did you know that I was covering up some brokenness in a marriage that's on the brink of divorce? Did I show you that I'm covering up an addiction to pornography? Did I show you that I'm dealing with pain? Did I show you that I'm dealing with the suicidal thoughts? Did I show you that I'm hopeless? Did I show you that I'm addicted to pain medication? Did I show you that I'm afraid? Did I show you that I'm thinking about backsliding? Did I show you that I'm on the brink of a nervous breakdown? No, but Brother CJ put that jacket back on. But I can come in with my Sunday best and I can say, Oh, praise the Lord, Pastor. How are you doing, Pastor? Brother Nate, so good to see you. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm good. But under the there's some honesty. There's some things that I need to get real with God about. Some of you, it's been too long since you've gotten the breakthrough that you needed because you keep covering it up. Jesus is not in this place to harm you. Jesus is not in this place to destroy you, but Jesus is in this place to give you freedom and set you free and deliver you. You say, well, what's gonna happen if everybody knows I'm struggling? You'll get better, that's what'll happen. You can die in silence in the struggle, or you can get peace out in the open when you get real with God. don't need the altar i can feel the holy ghost right where i'm at but you know right where you're at there's people down here that don't know what you're going through but when you get down to the altar there's a brother that can lift up a hand i'm with you there's a sister that can lift up your hand i'm with you i'm taking off the coverings i'm taking off the facade i'm getting real with god because i'm a real person with real problems and i need real deliverance young man stop covering it up you're destroying yourself and you think you're smarter than everybody else young lady the devil's convinced you that you're the only one facing that problem and everybody would be ashamed if you ever admitted it you're not alone the devil is a liar God is the author and the finisher Give get back the pen and let him finish the story come on somebody are you dealing with fear tonight are you struggling in your faith Somebody, we serve a God of miracles. But are you willing to give him the situation that you need a miracle in? Come on,
0: somebody, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom, there's freedom in the house.